Welcome, everyone, to the Happy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Jack, lifestyle entrepreneur, professional model slash actor, biohacker, and eco-warrior striving to make a positive impact on this planet. My goal is to inspire, educate, and entertain you while reminding you to enjoy the journey, not just the destination, as you happy hustle for a life of passion and purpose. I am so grateful and humbled to be spending some time together today. Now, let's dive in. What is up, you happy hustlers out there? I hope you are enjoying this beautiful day to be alive as much as I am. Guys, for this episode, I have on one of my good friends, Mr. Randy Grizzle. He is a master salesman, an author, speaker, and has also created a digital course that helps business owners and sales professionals gain confidence and clarity with the high ticket process. He has spent the past 15 years on the phone closing these high ticket deals and has literally closed personally $20 million plus for some of the top marketers in the world. He now has a company called Closer Secrets that helps business owners with solutions for their sales and conversions of high-ticket items. This is an awesome interview. I really hope you guys enjoy it as much as I did. Randy is super grateful. He has an amazing wife and kids, and he just has a good perspective on life and how to be happy in the hustle. Without further ado, guys, let's dive into this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. Randy Grizzle, welcome to the Happy Hustle Podcast. I am so excited to connect, my brother. Welcome to the show. Carrie Jack, what's going good, my man? Oh, dude. Uh, I am so excited for this one. Guys, for those of you who don't know, Randy and I connected about, what, four years ago or so at the Biohacking Secrets Ultimate Biohacking Week, and we just instantly bonded. He is a a country boy, you know, went to Montana, played football, you know, loves the outdoors. He's just a, a, a hulk of a man. His last name's Grizzle, and he brings a grizzle sizzle. I'm looking forward to this one, Randy. Thanks for having me, Carrie. I'm jacked. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) I like what you did there. So guys, just so you know who's on the other end of this mic, I mean, Randy is what I consider one of the godfathers of sales. Okay. He is probably the best salesman that I've ever met. I don't know any any other ones um, who can really hold a candle. How how many dollars do you think you have actually sold through the phone um, throughout your career? Yeah, lots of dollars. Uh, I've been in the business for almost 20 years now. So pretty much like that's my pretty much adult life, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And most of the stuff that that I've sold in the past is business coaching, uh, consulting, those types of things. So most a lot of offers between like 2,500 and 25,000, 30,000. And a guesstimation of what I've actually sold over the phone, probably close to 20 million around there. Jeez Louise, $20 million, guys, over the phone. And I'll tell you what, he is not salesy or sleazy in the least of it. He comes from a genuine place. You know, we're going to get into some of his sales tactics and and trips and happy hustle hacks, will you, regarding sales on this 
uh, interview, but I just want you to just know who we're dealing with here. He has a business called Closer Secrets now. He used to be an OG employee of ClickFunnels, worked side by side with Russell. If you if you're recognizing the voice and you you heard Derek Wilson on the podcast, Randy's actually his brother, and they both basically built ClickFunnels. You know or help to build click on what it is today. <laughs> yeah, I, thanks. I want, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there yeah. you go. What, yeah. Reflect on that experience uh, just a little bit for us. Yeah. So for me, I, I started in the, in the business, uh, like I said, about 20 years ago and about 10 years ago. I actually, it's been more than that now. Man, it's been like 13 years ago. Uh, I saw an ad on Craigslist uh, for a guy that was looking for high-ticket salespeople. And it got my attention. I reached out and it was Russell Brunson. And (laughs) this is when Russell was like just getting done with college. Uh, And back in the, for those of you guys that know his story, kind of back in the, in the beginning, like the, the potato gun days. And so I had the opportunity to, I went over there, started working with them. We built teams. Uh, It didn't take long until we had, you know, 40, 50 guys in there. Uh, We created some momentum um and you know it was an awesome experience being able to to have but that was like way before click funnels and everything right so uh, he when he started coming out with click funnels i remember sitting at the round table and him being like we're creating this new software it's called click funnels and you guys are all going to make a lot of money and we're like, <laughs> we were like we were like cool uh so yeah we ended up uh selling a bunch of his inner circle so getting to kind of see uh, and meet all these other entrepreneurs that were coming together and masterminding, like that was a big, uh, like a big thing for me to really actually kind of give me the personal, the confidence to go out and start the company, Closer Secrets. And I, I appreciate you asking like how much I've sold. Like, uh, you know, I'm proud of, there's a lot of people that have sold a lot more and those types of things. Uh, but what I can say is that I'm super proud of what we've built with Closer Secrets because there's only so much that I can sell, but when I can provide the right people, the right resources and the tools and all the training and everything, it's amazing what we can do uh, mm-hmm. You know, as a, as a community of, of grateful closers. And that's probably something that I guess I'm super proud of is the community that we've built that's, that's doing the sales for other amazing entrepreneurs today. Well, and since we're on the topic, talk to us a little bit about Closer Secrets and these grateful closers that now you've, you've created this amazing tribe of, you know, salesmen who help other companies grow and share their message and their product with the world. Talk to us a little bit about what it's like to run this company and some of the, you know, some of the products and, and services that you sell and what it's like to lead these other closers now. Yeah. So when we first started, when I first started Closer Secrets, I guess kind of the, the day that I walked out of the office from, from Russell's office, uh, there was a lot of things that were unknown. And I just had seen a lot of things that were working for other entrepreneurs. And so I just like really took a massive amount of action. And I, you know, I wrote the book, I wrote a book called Closer Secrets. Um, I created Great a book. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I created a course uh, uh, called closer certified. And I had uh, three different live events out here in Boise and, uh, it, the, the community just started building. It started, it started growing. Uh, the whole goal kind of when I started the company was 
I, I saw all these different entrepreneurs that had amazing products, uh, amazing services. Uh, and at this mastermind, I always just felt like, dang, like all that they need are some good closers and like a good system on the phone on the back end. And, and, and I watched other people that were a part of that community, like build those things out and build huge companies, you know, like over, you know, big companies, like over 50 million a year and stuff like that. Um, and so at that point I was like, I want to be the guy that kind of bridges the gap between these entrepreneurs that do have amazing products and services. Um, and then give, uh, sales professionals opportunity to represent those people. So the idea was for me is, you know, I understand the whole high ticket sales process very well. Probably one of the biggest takeaways, the things that I learned from Russell is like building a community, a culture. And I felt like for Closer Secrets to, to do what we wanted to do, that we need to have that amazing culture. And that's where the Grateful Closers all started. Yeah, I love that. And guys, when you hear the term grateful closers, they are literally rocking flat bills that say grateful on the front. I love those hats. And, and he really does practice what he preaches. He is super grateful. He's definitely a happy hustler. He's got an amazing family, an amazing wife, and he just lives the brand. You know, he's grateful. He's closing deals, but then he's at his kid's football game or his daughter's volleyball game. Like he's not out of balance. He's, he's doing it all, you know, in the, in the hustle. He's still staying happy. And that's why I wanted to bring him on this show, guys, because not only can he teach us a ton about sales, but he can just teach us that that balance of life. And, you know, we actually just recently spent five days in the woods right out in yeah. Idaho elk hunting. Um, we, we actually didn't get any, but it was still fun, you know, watching Drizzle back there doing the bugle, shaking his little tail feathers in full camo painted up. I mean, it was a great time playing, uh, playing in the woods, I got to say. Yeah, dude, that was epic. I think we need to make sure that's on the calendar every year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. That was, dude, that was awesome. That was yeah, fun. we, yeah, yeah. we did have a good time. Well, Randy, I want to get, I want to get into a little bit about your origin story, a little bit more about who this, this grateful closer is. Now we know some of your accolades of where you are now, but walk us, you know, through kind of what it was like growing up, where, where you're from. What, what, what's your origin story there? Yeah. So I grew up in a small town. My mom actually had me when she was uh, 17, got pregnant with me when she was 16. And so I grew up with my stepdad until I was about 10 years old. Uh, and we lived on a cattle ranch and, uh, you know, bunches of cows. I think they had a couple thousand cows when I was a kid. Wow. Uh, and like I said, the town was a tiny town. You saw it, mm -hmm. uh, just a tiny little town. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm definitely a mama's boy. Right. My, my mom and my stepdad, they, they separated, they got divorced when I was like 10. I met my real dad when I was, uh, about 12, 13. Um, that was kind of the crazy thing. And so I think that for me, like growing up, we didn't have a lot of money, right. Uh, you know, this house that we live in, the cars that we drive, like, you know, the lifestyle, I guess that we live is definitely, you know, uh, we just have more uh, more stability, you know, more security. Uh, and I know that we've created that for ourselves. 
Um, you talk about, you know, the happy hustle, like that's freaking awesome. Because for me, like the most important thing for me is to be able to spend the time with my kids uh, and my, my wife, like she's, she's freaking awesome. She helps me with the business. Like we work together mm-hmm. every day. Uh, we do date night once a week, like every night, almost during the week, we're doing all the kids stuff. And if the kids don't have games and stuff, then we're doing the extra things, taking them to the Y, like helping them level up. Like I was, I'm blessed that, you know, my wife, uh, you mentioned I played football. I played football at a, a, a small college, a tiny little NAIA, uh, you know, uh, school. And so that was awesome. But Val, like she played basketball here at Boise state and like, she's, about, she's yeah. about it. Right. Like yeah, she's yeah. D one when I met she's her. Beast. Yeah. I was like, she's breeding material. Like we are going to have some serious, <laughs> we're going to have some serious athletes and breeding so, material. I yeah, serious. And I, and I see it in my kids. You know, like naturally they just have a ton of ability. And so, you know, like they love sports. We love spending that time with them. And to me, that's what it's all about, right? Like, obviously we all like having successful businesses, uh, but I run the business so that I'm able to do those things and, you know, just spend my days with her. It doesn't matter if it's in the middle of the day. It's like, Hey, Hey baby, you want to go spend a little time together? Right? Like that's, that's Heard the beautiful that. thing about, about yeah. working with your wife and yeah. I love that, man. And since we're on the topic of, of working with your significant other, because, yeah, I've tried it, truthfully, and it didn't go that well. Um, I don't think we had enough autonomy with my relationship and my business and, and our different roles. What is a happy hustle hack that you can share with just relationships in general and then specifically working with your spouse or partner? Yeah. Dang. I feel like we need to invite my wife in. Uh, she can come. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but, but I think, I think the biggest thing is, is that I know for her is uh, me just kind of separating the business and her and, and showing her and, and sharing with her that how much I do love her. Uh, and, you know, like if things don't get done, uh, you know, don't let that spill over. All right. Like at night, I mean, she's so amazing and it's so hard because I mean, she'll, she works all the time. So if it's 10 o'clock at night and she knows something needs to get done, she does it. Um, and so like, I'm super grateful for it. We wouldn't definitely be where we're at without her being a part of this and training people to help her with these different roles. Um, but I think a big part of it is her understanding what her role is and, you know, and being a part of it, like making her, you know, feel significant and appreciated. And so all these guys that we have on the team, like that's my main thing is like, be good to Val, right? Like treat her good. She takes care of all the payroll, all these different things. And so uh, like she understands her role. She's really good at the things that we ask her to do. And so I think that's, and then, you know, like I said, separating it and be like, Hey baby, let's go on date night tonight and mm-hmm. try not to talk about business as, as much. <laughs> yep. You got to have boundaries. I think that's very important when you work with your partner to just have those boundaries, making sure that you adhere to them as well, um, not just have them. Yeah. Awesome, Randy. Well, I want to ask you this. What was your first hustle back in the day? I know you came up from, you know, very, very humble beginnings. What was the first thing that you did in exchange for money? Yeah, uh, I'm actually uh, really good at pool. So like I mentioned, you know, my, my mom, she was a bartender. And so I spent a lot of time like next door at the pool hall, uh, all through my childhood, right? Like slamming quarters in there. And you know, the first time that it's funny that I met Valerie, 
we played a game of pool and she didn't get to shoot. <laughs> like no mercy, right? <laughs> That's uh, awesome. So, so I, I'd get uh, do I play in a lot of pool tournaments and, and stuff like that. Um, and then when I was, uh, when I first got my license, when I was, I guess, 15 years old, uh, I worked at a golf course, uh, being a cart boy. And so, yeah, that, that was kind of my, my first job. And, um, from there I, I went and started being a bus boy at this like really upscale restaurant, Cumberbond and Thai. So that, and all that. So that's where I got my like really good etiquette. Right. Oh, I yeah. see. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good. That's uh, that's funny because Derek actually on um, the episode with him was talking about how you guys used to hustle pool and yeah. just make <laughs> money, like being little kids in the bar. I got such a good mental YouTube just hustling pool games. That's great. Yeah. I remember when I'd get in some of the tournaments, like these older guys didn't like it, right? They're like, there's kids playing, like, you know, they'd get butt hurt and I'd take the money. It was <laughs> That's great. Well, speaking of money, I'd love to give the listeners some tangible take-homes. And I know you've made a ton of money throughout your career. What is a happy hustle hack that you can share regarding money and how the listeners can make more and keep more? Yeah. Uh, I guess the, the, the answer to that question would probably really go back to having clear uh, core values. And so like for us, it's the acronym is give. Okay. And for give, the G stands for grateful. Uh, the I stands for integrity. The V stands for value. And the E stands for energy. So all these things are things that we're in control of, right? So especially when I deal with the amount of closers that I deal with, the chances are when they're struggling, it's because one of those things is out of sync, right? They show up on a sales call or on a sales meeting and you can just see that energy. Right? They're in control of that energy. Those vibes that they put out, only they can control that. And if the energy is not right, then they will continuously struggle. And so it's the same thing with, with being grateful. Like if you're just grateful for the opportunity, right? You have integrity, you value your... Uh, the leads, the opportunity that you have, right? And you and you bring positive energy. Like I would say that those are the uh, the the four things that are most important to really be able to pull anybody out of a, out of a slump. Uh, if you're super grateful in the moment and you bring in that positive energy, just doing those two things, have some integrity, right? Uh, but just doing those things, like I think, is the fastest way to pull anybody kind of out of a a rut a bit. That's great. I love that. So grateful, integrity, value, and energy. Yes. And guys, it is all first and foremost about having that positive mind, being grateful for what you do have, not what you don't have, having the integrity, you know, doing actually what you say you're going to do and, and stay in the course, not wavering when you get tempted with, you know, the forbidden fruit and then having values that you can lean on every day in every way, you know, that's super important. And energy, guys, it's all about the energy, right? Those vibrations, that frequency that you're flowing at because you attract, you know, what you essentially output and, and your vibration is more important than your actual strategy. According to Danette May, she had a great pull quote <laughs> that I wanted to use, but I love that. And those are great. So give, yeah. love it. In terms of 
entrepreneurship and business because now you're, you're running a successful business. You've been involved in a, in a massive, massively successful business. What's a happy hustle hack that you can give the listeners that maybe can help them also on their entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, get, get really good at sales. Like that, that's the, that's the biggest thing is that like, I know for me personally and building this company that in, in, especially in the beginning, things were really tough, really, really hard. Um, uh, but I think what really kept us around is that revenue coming in, right? Like, I think there's a lot of people that are almost afraid to make money because maybe they don't believe in whatever it is that they're offering. Right. So it starts with having that belief, like the belief to the point where if I don't get Carrie Jack started with this opportunity that I have, I'm a hundred percent doing this person a disservice, but you have to have that, that first, that, that belief. And then this might sound kind of crazy, but I was at this event in Australia a long time ago. And, and the guy that put it on the speaker comes out. And one of the first things that he talked about was get money now and clean up the mess later. This is what he said. And when he first said that, I was like, yeah, that don't sound right. Like, I'm not like that. That ain't good. Like, that don't sound right. But when I took the time, I listened to him. And what he's talking about is basically the biggest problem that most entrepreneurs have is lack of cash flow, right? Lack of they're, they're not closing deals. They don't have the money to, to fix the problems, right? It's like they, they, they're starting to try to build this business. And the biggest problem a lot of times is they need money. And so like believing in your product to the point where, like I said, they, they just have to, they have to move forward or you're doing them a disservice and then putting together a sales process from start to finish that, you know, a hundred percent without a doubt that uh, it works and not trying to reinvent the wheel. So like once it's like Vince Lombardi, like he's probably the greatest coach of all time, right? Like one of the greatest coaches of all time. And so, and really what he taught and really focused on was keeping things simple, the fundamentals of the game. And so sales, uh, you, you, you got to be able to understand that it's, it doesn't need to be this big complex thing, like keep it simple. And the more simple that you keep it and the more that you just believe in your product, your, the services that you offer, the more cash flow that that's going to bring in and back to the, uh, you know, uh, get money now and clean up the mess later. When you got a whole bunch of money, it's amazing the kind of fulfillment that you can also provide. Mm -hmm. You can reinvest back into building your team, building your community, building that culture. And that's ultimately the value a lot of times that you're able to provide for other entrepreneurs, right? So yeah. biggest, I guess, uh, happy hustle success tip is don't be afraid to get money, right? Get money. And then, and then from there, you can always clean up the mess later. <laughs> yeah, I did. that's a good one. I haven't heard it said like that. But really, guys, money is a tool, you know, and you have to utilize that tool in order to really become a happy hustler. We need money in order to get freedom and have life on our terms. We need to be able to you know, make a living. And it's really important if you, if I can unpack what Randy just said, believing in your product or service so much so that it is a disservice if you do not sell it to the prospective client. I love that. That's, that's, it's true. If you don't believe in what you're selling, you're not going to sell it, you know, so right. you have to believe it. That's great. I want to switch gears, Randy, because I know you're big on health. I know you're big on spirituality as well, you know, being grateful. Walk, walk me through 
a happy hustle hack for your health that you use to, you know, keep yourself active and, and keep your kids and set the tone in the inside the, the household? What's a happy hustle hack that you can give the listener something that resonates with you in, ter- in terms of health? Yeah. So uh, I'm probably a horrible example of what I should be doing with my health. Okay. Uh, <laughs> guys for the record he used to um be involved in our biohacking secrets tribe heavily and then we we basically have been in in out of the journey of uh, randy's health but he's been growing a business so you know there's seasons to everything there is there's probably a lot of different excuses but the bottom line is <laughs> i need to, to to be more disciplined and get back to some of the things that i've been i've done in the past uh like like you know when I was doing hot yoga and thank you guys for that. Like you and Anthony, like that's when when it all started for me with hot yoga. Uh, and I did it every day one time for like three months, over three months, I did this challenge and like, that was the most amazing that I've uh, ever felt. Mm -hmm. It it was, it was amazing. Um, I did like, it's crazy that this happened, but I got like a pretty serious injury doing hot yoga. (laughs) Uh, uh, and so that's been part of my, uh, excuse to not be in there. But most recently, like the the truth is what I've been doing is just trying to get out every day and spend time with the kids at the Y playing basketball, you know, those types of things. Mm -hmm. But I definitely need to recommit, uh, this, this last year, uh, 2019, it has been like for 2018, I got in shape, right? I, I got in shape. I was doing pretty well. And then 2019 has been like, our business is doing well now, but I'm fat. Uh, and so I don't feel good about that. Right. And so like going into 220, uh, 2020, uh, my goal is to really focus back on that season of health uh, and spending the time. That's all it is. Like, I know what I need to be doing. And so I'm probably, the truth is just more disappointed in myself for not having the discipline that I need to have to get the results that I was getting when I was, uh, you know, at my 40th birthday, I was feeling real good. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Looking real good too. I mean, yeah. guys, but it's important to just recognize what Randy's saying. A, he's being extremely vulnerable and authentic, which I love, but B, he's, he's recognizing that, he knows what to do, but he just hasn't done it because the lack of discipline or the lack of focus. And that's something I think everyone here listening, I know myself, you know, maybe it's not health for you where you're lacking focus or discipline, but somewhere in your life, you're probably lacking focus and discipline. You're not getting the results that you potentially want. And it is not until you really have that discipline and you create those healthy habits and routines until you get the actual results you're seeking. So thank you for sharing that, Randy. And guys, hot yoga is, it's the shit. I love hot yoga. I mean, it's also very difficult. So I get my butt whooped by like the little 90 pound women in the front and I just hide in the back. Uh, But it is a great workout. So um, thank you for sharing that, Randy. What about spirituality. Talk to me about a happy hustle hack that you use to become more centered and grateful. Is there something that you do or practice that maybe you can pass on to the listeners? Yeah. The, one of the things that I do, and this really like changed things for me. And it's part of the reason why all the grateful stuff is the first thing in the morning. I think it's easy for all of us to kind of get caught up in different funks. Like I know, especially for me, like when I lack, uh, um, discipline and I'm not doing the things that I need to be doing with my health, going to the gym, not eating right. It's easy to start feeling, you know, like shit. Uh, and 
so for me, like the op, the, what I do to try to, to eliminate that feeling bad is I just think of all the things that I am grateful for. I think of the, the fact that I do have good health, that, that there's no reason why I can't change. And, you know, it's funny how with my health, I know I don't need to, to lose 50 pounds right now uh, to, to feel good. I need to lose five pounds and, and then I'll, I'll start feeling good. I need to, and then I'll lose another five pounds. And it's like the journey of fitness, like is an amazing, it feels good. Uh, obviously it, it feels good to get to where your goal is, but like, I know that it making the, these micro, these smaller commitments that I can change the, the way that I feel. So anyways, to answer the question, I guess one of the things that I do is every morning, I just think about all the different things that I'm grateful for. Uh, and by the time I, before I open my eyes, uh, and then when I open my eyes, it's just like ready, like I'm ready for the day. Like I'll literally wait, lay there in bed and I'm awake and I can hear my wife making coffee or making breakfast, right. Or my kids getting ready and, and stuff. And I'm just like, man, there's so many different things to be grateful for. The last thing that I need to do right now is be feeling like shit because of this, that, or the other, all the different things that we can choose to pick ourselves apart. That's great. I love that. Right before you go to, or to wake up in the morning, you just keep your eyes shut. You just spend some time reflecting on everything you're grateful for. I personally journal in the morning. First thing I, I write, you know, what I'm grateful for. If it's the breeze on my beard, if it's the, you know, the sun shining on my face, if it's whatever, I, I just find at least five to 10 things I'm grateful for. So uh, similar in that sense, those are, that's awesome. I want to, I want to ask a question, you know, I haven't really asked anybody this, but I want to ask you, Randy, what would you say is the biggest challenge in your life thus far that you've overcome? Hmm. Well, I guess kind of also being vulnerable. Uh, there were, there was a time that my wife and I weren't doing well. Mm -hmm. And, uh, to the point where I'd moved out, had an apartment, uh, you know, we were still trying to work things out with counseling and all those types of things. Um, but obviously we did like, mm -hmm. there was a time that it was tough, but like looking back at my life now, where I'm at today, like that's the thing that I'm most grateful for is that we figured out how to get through some tough times. That's, that's beautiful. Honestly, guys, I can attest to their amazing relationship now. I didn't see it back then, but I know every relationship has adversity, mine included. I mentioned it on a previous episode. Really, it wasn't until I got back to the peace in my relationship. Stop trying to optimize it, Carrie. Just get back to the peace, you know, and, and, and just love in the moment. Anytime, you know, some adversity arises or little things, just get back to the peace and find what you are, you know, grateful for about the person rather than what they're lacking. I, I think that's a huge um, takeaway for me, too, is, is just overcoming adversity in my relationship. So, Randy, what was the last time that you cried? When was that? Oh, dude, I cry all the time. <laughs> Randy's got a tattoo <laughs> sleeve and a big beard, yeah, and he and yeah, he, yeah, he said he cries all the time. That's great. I do. Uh, it's pretty easy to make me cry, uh, 
but the last time uh the last time that i actually cried is i was uh see it's 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 weird how it's almost making me cry like thinking about the last time that i cried that's how easy i cry <laughs> uh, so i don't know if that's because of like like i said like my my childhood i don't know where that goes back to but it really is easy to make me cry uh but at my son's wrestling meet so he uh this is his first year of wrestling at the start of the year. He started out on JV and stuff. And then just watching him progress coming up, starting to, to do varsity wrestling. And then in the tournament, he goes like, he went five and two, I think on the day and ended up getting fourth place at districts and varsity. And I was just so proud of him. Right. Uh, so like most of the, when I say it's easy to make me cry, I, I think it's easy to make me cry. And because I'm happy, Mm-hmm. That that's when I cry. Yeah, like, I, I don't think I cry as often when I'm upset. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but yeah, it's it's pretty. Uh, I'm an emotional person. I think yeah. that's probably part of the reason why I am good at sales because mm-hmm. I do. You know, I, I wear my heart on my sleeve. Uh, and so, yeah, that's the. And that that was like last two weekends ago. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> well, congrats to your son for yeah. crushing it. That's amazing. And guys. It's okay to cry. Men out there, it's okay to cry. Women, you know, I just, I want to continue to spread that vulnerability message because it is, you know, we're taught as men, we got to be so tough. I know I was. Never cry. If you're not bleeding, mm-hmm. don't even come to me. And I think it's important that we talk about it and just be okay with the emotion and empathizing with other people in emotion. That's something I'm really working on in 2020 is utilizing kindness and empathy in every interaction. And that's, you know, personally one of my goals. Um, Randy, what is one thing, if you could be remembered for in this life, what would you want that to be? Uh, this that I was a good dad, I think. I'm just a good person. Obviously, everybody wants that in general. Mm-hmm. But I just want to be re- remembered by the fact that you know, I had my priorities straight and everybody knew that my number one priority was, was raising amazing kids. And I talked about the sports and all that, and that's all fun. But at the end of the day, it's just about bringing up good people. And I feel like, you know, uh, our kids are amazing people. Uh, and, and like I said, not, not because of what they're able to do, but who they are. And they're just, they're good people. Like Troy's such a happy, he's a little happy hustler, dude. He is. He, he, he rolls over to school and like, he'll make it clearly his intention to make some people smile. That's right? all. Like he's, he's, he's really, really just, and, and yeah. So I, I would just say, just be remembered by the dad that I was. That's awesome, man. I love that. I'm excited to have kids, you know, and, and talk like that about my kids too soon. Um, but yeah, that's powerful. Ready. I'm going to rapid fire around some questions at you. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. This is just first thing that comes to mind. You just answer. Ready? Favorite movie. Go. Top Gun. Favorite food. Uh, cheeseburger. Favorite book. Spin selling. Best business advice. Learn how to sell. Favorite cliche saying. Uh, let's see. I taught him that. <laughs> uh, Val says, I taught him that. <laughs> That's good. One word you wish to be synonymous with your name for the rest of your life. 
synonymous is a big word. Does that mean like, like the same or like alike? Uh, grateful. Boom. Love it. Crush that round. Randy, where can people go to find out more about you? Close their secrets. Give us some sites where people can get your book, etc. Yeah, you can go to either randallgrizzle.com uh, or closersecrets.com. And you could, and if you'd like, you could give me a follow on Instagram, uh, Randall Grizzle. Randall Grizzle, that's R-A-N-D-A-L-L and then G-R-I-Z-Z-L-E, right? Yep, that's it. Randall Grizzle. And guys, his book, Closer Secrets, he's got an awesome course. You can, you can get it all at randallgrizzle.com. Highly recommend it. Randy, last question, and then we'll say goodbye. I've truly enjoyed this. What does happy hustling mean to you? It means doing what's necessary to get the result that you're looking for and enjoying the journey along the way. Ah, crushed it. Boom. Thank you so much. I just want to acknowledge you for being such an amazing father, husband, and friend and business owner. You really are a happy hustler. And I truly enjoyed connecting with you and sharing your story. Appreciate it, Kerry. Thanks for having me, man. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Happy Hustle Podcast. I truly am so grateful that you took the time out of your busy day to spend time with me. Now, if you got any value from this episode or any episodes in the past, it would mean the world to me if you could please leave a five-star review and share this episode with your friends so we can continue to spread this message. Guys, as always, it's been a blast. Now go out there and happy hustle for your dream reality. Yeah.